there. I'm your host at Catch Up Fridays. If there's anything 2020 has taught us, it's that strange things happen. Death can happen to anyone and life can be short. So spend it with the ones you love and value your time having meaningful conversations. Here at Catch Up Fridays, we have spoken about setting goals, having visions, and even friendships. This is because we want to set our minds and relationships for success for the year 2021. Also, here at Catch Up Fridays, we also want our spirituality set up for success as well. Have you ever wondered if there's truly a God? Have you ever wondered if life after death is real or fairy tale? Well, if this is you, grab a cup of coffee and get comfy. In today's conversation, we're going to be talking about who God is. So, see ya! Hello, hello! Welcome back to Catch Up Fridays! I'm your host, Oribi Edmond Hamnabo, and I am a vis- I am a member of the Vision Society. And if you would like to catch up um, and know more about what we are, Vision Society, follow us on our Instagram page. That's vision underscore society underscore RGU. So today we're going to have an interesting conversation, as I have already mentioned in the intro. We're going to be talking about who is God. I cannot stress enough that 2020 was a shook me to my core, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. And so it made me want to talk about, you know, important things, having relevant conversations. And, you know, let's talk more about eternity, spirituality, you know, God. So today I am with two lovely ladies i'm always talking to ladies but you know what i'm gonna bring my man very soon but until then let's enjoy this episode i have with me lovely lovely ladies there's choma Ujumo, and i have victoria bola of Kerengi. and i'm just going to let them introduce themselves because their cvs is plenty choma please take the floor <laughs> hi everyone my name is Chioma Ujomu. That's U J O M U. I'm a lawyer. I'm resident in Nigeria. I'm practice as a legal prof- um, practitioner. I'm a Christian, a born again Christian. I I'm a young adult. Amen. for the Lord. Yes. Striving day by day. <laughs> Amen. Striving day by day and different capacities as a volunteer. To ensure that I take as many as I can with me to heaven. Yeah. So wow, that's, that's amazing. Coming. Thank you, Choma. And um, Vicky? Hi, hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, Victoria Bola or Karen Day. I am a public health officer um, as well as podcast host as well. Um, I've been working for a few years in the health profession. Um, I'm a Christian. Um, uh, born again Christian based in the UK. Um, I'm similar to Oribi. I'm very passionate about youth um, and ensuring that they they achieve 
their God-given um, purpose and vision um, on the earth. Um, so yeah, that is just a little bit about me. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you guys so much for joining me in this conversation. It's a very big one, honestly. And so, you know, I just figured I needed some help dissecting this conversation about who God is. And I remember um, our base scripture in today's podcast is Romans chapter 8. And this is an interesting scripture because I remember at the Vision Society um, when we we always have a study every Wednesdays. And each Wednesday we take a topic and we you know go into it. But somehow, especially during the lockdown when we were meeting on Zoom, we were just on Romans chapter 8 and we went on it like for months, like about three months. And God really revealed, I'm serious, honestly, oh. and God really revealed so much. It was like we were going verse by verse and things were just popping out, like, you know, just different issues, especially in the within the church, out with the church. And so I thought, you know what? We're going to talk about who God is today and we will use that as our base um, um, message. And so for me, the topic about God is interesting and you know, we have to understand that there are people who are not Christians, they're not believers, and it's like, who is God from the perspective of a non-believer? What do you guys think? What do you think people think God is, especially when they're not Christians? Like, I think people think it's fable. People think it's fairy tale. It's not real. You can't see him, so why should you? Why should I believe in something that I can't see? Some people think it's easy. That's my sorry. <laughs> Some people think he's the universe, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, the universe is going to give me this if I, if I do follow certain rules, um, or, yeah. Yeah. I think I've had, like, different, different stories, funny, most of them. People say there's no God, and then some say, oh, God, is fish. I haven't heard of that before. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I actually, I, I actually heard that in Aberdeen, yeah. God is a fish, God is a flower, God doesn't exist, God is the bottle, different things. I mean, it's, it's, it just shows how amazing the mind works, how deep people could get mm. in that direction. Wow, that's interesting. And then, say, for a young believer, I feel like, for me, there are different types of Christians. And it makes me understand that, to be honest, when growing as a Christian... Christianity is a growth process. It's a journey. And when you think someone has yeah. reached the point, uh-uh, th- that person will tell you, no, 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 there's more to go. Like, I actually don't know God the way you think I do. You know? So uh-huh. even for a uh-huh. young believer, um, I feel like sometimes we also get it wrong. Um, sometimes we get our perspective of God wrong. Sometimes we think God is like a thunder ready to strike you when you do something wrong. You know, I don't know if you guys can resonate. Mm-hmm. Do you think you've come across those kind of perspectives of God as well? Um, I think there's always the depending on where, yeah. on how you grow. There's always that's why we always have to be careful of doctrine. You hear there are some people who have the perception that God is mm. just totally judgmental, like you talk about striking past, always worthy to kill, to destroy. Meanwhile, if you see in Romans 8, you see that God is love. John 3, yeah. 16, God is love. Like, it takes so much for you to say that 
you get to a point and say, oh, this is so much. I need to sacrifice son. I need to let go of my son, my own blood to do this for the world. Your sinless son, your guiltless son, it takes so much to get to that point. And then, I mean, if I, just as a human as I am, I can't imagine how much it would be for me to say, oh, let me sacrifice myself for somebody or sacrifice for someone to sacrifice. Just thinking about the shows, like it, it took a lot for God to do that. So it shows that God is love. There's more to God than, yes, is the consuming fire. Yes, is the land of the tribe of Judah. But then first, first and foremost, God is love. The fruit of the spirit was about joy, peace, long suffering, gentle. There's so much to God. And so it's not okay when you hear people say, oh, or just it will streamline God or just mm. box him into a corner. Mm. Nah. And I think that's what it is, isn't it? Putting God in a mm. box when yeah. he is multifaceted. I don't know what, how to pronounce that word if I, if I pronounce that well. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> he has different faces. You know, he's yeah. dynamic. And um, at the, uh-huh. God god can be consuming fire at the same time he's loving god so it almost gives me the picture of god being very balanced so you know just balance uh-huh. you know that's why he's yeah. perfect isn't it that's another attribute of god as well i, I think yeah. perfect i don't perfect in his love yeah i don't think as humans we can really comprehend we try in our mm. own understanding to explain who God is, but we cannot, we really cannot. I remember when I was younger, <laughs> just out of curiosity, I asked my mom, who made God? And my mom said, my mom just said to me, oh, don't start thinking about that. And I'm like, yeah. I, I know, but to be honest with you, I really wanted that answer. And it was that curiosity. But, you know, as I understood, I kind of understand the way yeah. she was saying that because it was like, you can't even comprehend it. You can't. Like he was there before the beginning even before the beginning that we know as the beginning so um you know it's uh it's, it's a heavy question but i mean following up with what um, and Shoma just said like god is love i think you know the the story of 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 jesus and the reason why he came down to be to for his blood to be shed is a story of love you know that you know god you know so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life so i think that is just a perfect example of who god is that he even though he's all knowing you know he still looked down on us and he said you know these these are my children these are my creation uh even though they have fallen um you know my grace my love can still reach them um and just looking at exodus chapter 34 verse 5 and um, 5 to yeah. 7 and it says you know um it says then the lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name the lord he passed in front of moses proclaiming the lord is compassionate and gracious he's slow to anger abounding in love and faithfulness maintaining love to thousands forgiving wickedness rebellion and sin um so it's just yeah it's just an example of his love i mean he's all great and powerful but yeah you know even with the click of his finger he can can change the directory of so many things but yeah he still shows us mercy um as individuals and and nations mercy i think just picking up from what you said god is god is merciful god is god is love you know and i i think there's a scripture i think it's uh first john chapter four um just one of those ones that says God is love and how um, if 
you if somewhere around the way if you hate your brother and you say you love god you're a liar because at the end of the day um if you take love out of the equation you've taken god out of the equation you know i guess another perspective another thing that maybe might confuse people is does love mean it has to be loving you know does love mean lovey-dovey no. <laughs> bubble gum you know um I'll, I'll do whatever you want just tell me type of type of thing is that who god is i think love involves correction as well it's all encompassing you won't see someone you love like going astray or doing something you don't like and then you let them just be and say oh i'm just going to tamper yeah. them and let them be yeah love is all encompassing i won't say even growing up if i did something wrong i wouldn't would have gotten reprimanded or just spoken to about it corrected in love i know that if i was not corrected in love i probably would have ended up wrongly so it's really important for us to know that corrections and admonitions are not done out of spite or hatred or resentment it's just so that you learn from your mistakes and then you you improve on what yeah. should have been i That's think i yeah, definitely yeah. agree i think i mean there's so many examples in the bible of god's love and um and mercy so we i mean we see with jonah god gave him an instruction that he should go and you know one um on a certain city give god give god's message to them but you know god gives us that free will that even though he's telling us to do something or to live a certain way we have that free will to say oh you know what let me just but he was still corrected he ended up in the in the belly of the fish and he knew that ah okay I have to turn my way. I have to go back to and do what God has has told me to do. We see in the case of Samson, yeah. you know, he was so favored. He knew that he, everybody knew that he had the hand of God on him. He was so strong, and but you know, he had that free will. He knew what was what was wrong, and um, he still went and did what he did, and still went and um, had the relationship with um, someone that you know he maybe shouldn't have. But yet, God still mm-hmm. corrected him. He ended up in the hands of. Um, you know his enemies and he was his eyes were taken out he was disgraced but yet at the end god i mean it's a tragic end but god still showed mercy and he's god still used him you know in some way yeah. so um that, those yeah. are examples of god's love and i think even as i, I mean some of us we're, we're not parents yet but we've also been disciplined by our parents <laughs> we know that they love us so sometimes we're thinking ah oh, this my yeah. mom is you know like why is she treating me like this until you grow older and you realize that ah you know if i continued the way i was going i don't think i would be who i am yeah. today so yeah. yeah 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 and you know there's so many times in the bible god has said you know those he loves he rebukes those he loves he disciplines yeah i to be honest for me if i don't care about someone (laughs) and it's a bad thing actually to be honest it's another character trait of mine i need to treat but if i don't care about something i'm not even going to try okay you're going there okay that's fine that's that's all right but if it's someone that i know and i'm like no 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 no, you can't do this i'm going to give you a headache you know you're going about it and You know, you cannot truly say you love someone if you don't also, um, you know, discipline. I know sometimes discipline can come in different ways. Sometimes God can allow some things to happen just so 
um just so you learn you know um god could god, god allow some things to happen not because he wants bad things to happen but so you also learn that there are repercussions for you know doing some things um so i guess in some way god is also a lo- god is a lover he disciplines and he's also faithful as well he's very faithful yeah. um but you know there's something that i i even yeah. me myself i still wonder about because there's a verse in the bible that says the sins of the father will can even go on to the next generation or something mm-hmm. and that's something that i still yeah. wonder about because even though God is merciful and you know there God's, there's God's love and um, this and that, but there are consequences to your actions, and I think that's something that we as Christians yeah. and everyone needs to know that yes, God is merciful, but there are consequences. There's certain things that you may have done that is really difficult to that you may still have to go through those consequences, and I don't know. I mean, if you can expand on that because that's something I personally think about that if god's grace you know there's god's grace you know we're beco- we've become a new creature yeah. all, all things have passed away everything's become new but then there's this verse that you know the sins of you know the father can pass on to the next generation and all that so i mean you know i see that as not a contradiction but i see that as side by side that although the god's love is there there are consequences and sometimes we still have to go through that process um you know so i don't know chioma or anybody if you can expand because i guess it's a discussion so we're all learning from each other yeah yeah um yeah yeah so i know yeah sorry chioma you go on you can go ahead oh okay so um i'm quite familiar with um the verses you talked about and i totally understand but then if we also look at it from this same verse chapter which is a base and scripture Romans 8, we will see that once we come to Christ, mm. everything Amen. should go Amen. away. All old things yeah. should pass away. And then I I know, I understand, like if you look at the Ruben, when Ruben sinned and then he slept with his father's wife, he was cursed by the father. And then we see that his generations literally suffered it like all the blessings that was probably like at the first one of the house he was entitled to so much but then because of that singular act he lost it and then it went down to the generations until Roman um, I think it was in Leviticus when Moses came and pleaded that let Ruben leave and then that was when he was broken so at that point in time the causes that his generations had been suffering was gone away so it was wiped away because there was intercession made for them there was pleadings made for them and i feel that also applies to us and then if we also see the story of joseph joseph had two sons ephraim and manasseh ephraim was like the favored one and then he was prayed for he was blessed and all that but then you saw that at a point even jesus was supposed to come from the lineage of ephraim but then ephraim fell away from christ and then, like, literally all the blessings that was meant to be for him went to Manasseh and his generations. And then Ephraim's generations now suffered. So I, I can't remember right now if there was an intercession made for Ephraim, but that's why most of the time I hear people say, oh, my name is Ephraim. I'm like, okay, Ephraim, Ephraim. But then I feel that once intercession is made, this is why um, Romans 8, we see that Jesus came, Jesus was brought down for us mm. in human flesh, the sinless ones bear all the guilt and everything so that we will not begin to eat sour grapes 
that our fathers and our mothers and ancestors yeah. have prepared for us or left for us. We should say it's really not even fair. Yes. So he's the intercessor. He's the one that has born. He was sinless, and then it was made the sacrifice so that he bore all the sins and all the guilt. So as long as we lay hold to the promises, as long as we lay hold to the offer, it's like we still have choices. So we have to come to Jesus and say, "This is our choice." We choose and say that we come to God and say, "Jesus is our choice." We are making lay, we are laying hold of the promises that you are giving us because of the sacrifice of Jesus. We want to be born of the Spirit. We want to be led of the Spirit. We want to be free from the sins of the past, the sins of all that they did. We don't want to suffer for it again. So I feel once we do that, once intercession is made, once we are consecrated, I feel everything, all things Mm. indeed pass away. So we must lay hold of that promise and come to the recognition that, yes, Jesus did this, but then I also must make that choice and say, this is what I want as well. That is, Choma, thank you so much for bringing that up. I know what, it just reminded me of the very first verse, chapter, um, verse 1 in chapter 8, Romans chapter 8. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in in Christ. So it's like Christ, Jesus Christ is then now the game changer. He is the game changer. His presence and it just also reminds me, you know, like I feel so, and you, you know, someone brought up the perspective, the perception of God being judgmental. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. the perspective that some, some, unfortunately, some Christians might have because of the experiences they've encountered in the church. And it's so, in some exactly. ways, Romans it reminds me that god is not out here to hit every sinner actually he came because of sinners he came just so that we can be free he came so that he could take away the condemnation take away the judgment he came for us as many as though as many as people who allow themselves believe and recognize that we are sinners you know and we need a savior you know so i think this is one attribute of god that even i know it but i need my i need my whole being to know it because you know sometimes in our mind we just suffer from guilt guilt and shame that we yeah. not even god that we've put on ourselves you know and we yeah. just need to realize that god came for me it's because of this sin uh-huh. nature in me. He came so that I'll be free. So God is not here to condemn me. Actually, he came uh-huh. to save you. He came to free you. You know? Yeah. It's an amazing it's, truth. It's amazing. And even going back to, I mean, referring back to the scripture, and there's something you meant, you know, in, you you meant you mentioned something about reassurance. And I think that's something as Christians mm. and even anyone who's listening who may not be Christian but is dabbling and thinking, oh, what's all this about? But um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's very important to go back to Romans 8 and, and look at, let's look at 33. And it says, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Amen. Who is then the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. We're talking about the blood that is shed. We're talking about the intercession. More than that, who was raised to life? Is that at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us? 
who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall trouble, hardship, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. So, I mean, it's just that reassurance that, I mean, we talk about sin, but there's several things that can actually separate us that we, you know, we may trouble us so much that we feel that we cannot even go back to God <laughs> concerning that. And you mentioned some of these things, shall trouble or hardship. I mean, yeah. These are the things that are going on right now. Persecution, mm-hmm. that's going on right now. Farming, yeah. that's going on right now. Nakedness, danger, or sword. Yeah. But nothing, okay. this is a reassurance that nothing mm-hmm. shall separate us from the love of God. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. wow. wow this yeah. is man this is deep this is deep um there was something um, v- um victoria you you mentioned about an attribute of god that i just it just resonated with me god helps us in our weaknesses yeah and i, I mean yeah it's something that we spoke about um before we probably started recording and i think i took it from the um, romans 8 yeah. chapter um, 26 um and it says um the spirit helps us in our weaknesses we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groanings um and it's, it's talking about especially prayer as well and i know as christians like i've said we have different ways we pray especially with different denominations you know yeah. we have mass we have yeah. you know we have the overnight service everybody's praying in tongues and the casting demons and stuff but i think as um <laughs> as christians it's, it's, it's a reassurance for us that when we have the spirit of god when we accepted jesus as um jesus as lord and savior uh we have the comforter who comes to comfort us who teaches us in all things and um, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses that we know what we ought to pray for um and i mentioned especially in this time where there's yeah. so much confusion there's so much confusion um conspiracy theories we don't know how to play for this pandemic you know in the beginning everybody was praying against the virus and now everybody's saying okay lord how do we suck how do we pivot in this pandemic so it's actually once we have the spirit the spirit we ask god for help we ask god for direction and he will help us in to teach us how to pray to teach us how to go and through the next step um and i also mentioned that it's very important in this time for us to understand and hear from god and know that it's god that's speaking to us not the voice of man mm-hmm. not the voice of um yeah. i mean i believe mm-hmm. god speaks through his prophets i believe god speaks through his you know his his yeah. ministers and everything but it's important for you yourself to know the voice of god that the voice of another no, yeah yeah the voice of another you know you will not get derailed because in this time there's going to mm-hmm. be so much conspiracy there's so many decisions that you have to make personally you know there's so many things coming up in this year that you will have to make that decision yourself is this the way i need to go because this is what has been this is what is going to be said by the government this is what is going to be said by my workplace what decision will i make and is this the way this is this the will of god for my life i mean we we also see in this in in um, romans where it says um um i'm just trying to think here now that all things will work together for for your good i mean i'm trying to figure out where it is in romans but um it's very important that we continue walking daily with the holy spirit um that you know because he will help us in our weaknesses in the places where we are weak he will help us and we will listen to as we listen to god's word and um, we know which way to go um so yeah that, that was just a quick overview of what i said i can't remember everything but yeah not it's perfect it, 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 and to be honest that struck me so much just because this is an attribute of god um sometimes we need to remember 
you know, God is not saying be strong. He's saying, I mm-hmm. will walk. I will walk. I will walk with you in your weakness. You know, we live in a world where everyone's trying to be tough and strong. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. it is in our weakness. Paul always used to say, mm. I don't know where. Oh, yes, strong. in my weakness, I am made strong because that's the attribute of God. That's that's the, God wants you to relax and let me walk through you. At the end of the day, uh-huh. you know, for his glory, you know, he wants you to, he wants to, yeah. he wants, he wants to walk through you. You know, and sometimes when we prove to be strong in our own strength, we deter, we deter him from you know walking in and through us, you know, and speaking to us, and it kind of yeah. distracts us really from really hearing him. So, man, in our weakness, we're made strong through God. God wants, God is here when we're weak. That's when He's there to help us. That's that's who God is, you know. Yeah, I was going to say that um, when we talk about we try to rely on our strength like she was saying we also have to remember that even at the point even at the cross, Jesus was weak Jesus was almost asking that the cup it was not like it was almost like he asked that the cup would pass over him but at the point he was also made strong to overcome and to go through the travails of the cross and even at the point I think it was Peter who also asked or Jesus prayed for Peter so there are times when as a human being you are overcome by so much yes your spirit filled yes you are mm-hmm. led by the spirit but then it's like your flesh wants to overcome and then you just remember that Jesus is mm-hmm. indeed there for you just even to pray for you even to Jesus can actually pray I think that is one of like the amazing things I discovered in the Bible like so Jesus can actually pray for me like Yes, I pray to him, Father, do this, your Father, I thank you, Father. But then, I, when I think of the fact that Jesus can actually pray for me, it wow. blows my mind. Like, I, beyond comprehension, like, this can actually be done to actually pray for me so that mm-hmm. I can overcome. It's like, because there are sometimes, like, no matter how much you're surrounded by so many people, it's very difficult for you to probably open your mouth and say, oh, this is what I'm going through. Oh, this is what I need to be done. Oh, this is what mm-hmm. I need help with. And as much as you have to try to say that, okay, there are so many people around me and then I could mm-hmm. overcome this and that with so many, just by just opening up. But there are so many times that your mouth is heavy, your heart is heavy, you are not, you're probably not, I mean, probably almost in a state of confusion and then you're so hard, you don't know how to turn to or who to turn to or where to turn to. But then, Jesus is actually there to listen yeah. and pray for me. I think that is one of the beautiful things I yeah. learned in the scripture. That's amazing. You see, <laughs> um, it's a it's a beautiful thing to get to know God because the more you get to know Him, you realize that yeah. He's not He's not He's not out to get you. One, two, He loves you. Yeah. You know, he welcomes you even in your weakness because that's where he will build you up. He recognizes that mm-hmm. we have a sin nature in us. So when you come to him, you are no longer condemned. When Christ at came, all. you know, 2,000 years ago when he came, a lot of the religious leaders were confused because he was amongst the prostitutes, mm-hmm. he was among the thieves murderers tax collectors the thieves he was amongst them 
and it really shows you God's heart. It really exposes yeah. actually how he thinks because there's a part in the Bible that says the way God thinks is different from man, you know. And until we tap mm-hmm. into getting to know God, then we begin to understand Him. God loves, and His His heart desire is for all to come to the full knowledge of Him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm yeah. so thankful, and I pray, you know, for those who are listening. You know, if there's anything you can get out of the conversation today, is deep. God is love. God doesn't condemn. God, God welcomes you even in your weakness because that's where you make you strong. And um, you know, He's yeah. He's just He's here for you. If we can just recognize and come to Him, you can even start by asking Him questions. I hear your fable. I hear you're not real. Is it true? Show yourself. You know. Sometimes we're afraid to challenge God, uh-huh. and you know it's actually in, you know, if we dare, if we could all dare, even if even if you don't, even if you're not yeah, Christian, yeah. if you can dare to ask Him, are you real? Show yourself, bro. Mm-hmm. He's been waiting for you to ask, you know. So, you know, uh-huh. it's just um, the the wonderful things about God. At the end of the day, God is looking for a relationship with man yeah that's why yeah. he he's he was able to risk it all you know for you he risked risked it all even to death for us for you you know and there's one last thing because i have a feeling for my non-christian listeners you know we talked a lot about the spirit 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 can we pick yeah. up on that when we say spirit of god um what are we saying who is the holy spirit who is the spirit the holy spirit is the comforter is is the one that speaks to you ministers to you reveals himself like you said you could ask questions and need answers and it's the holy spirit that there's the conscience and there's yeah. also yeah, I understand. Holy Spirit to lead you and guide. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Yeah, yes, I can. Mm-hmm. It's to lead and guide, and then it's for me. It's important for non-believers or people who are who have questions in their heart and in their mind to know that look we're talking about jesus and talking about god mm-hmm. from the perspective we're not mm-hmm. saying that oh you should come to christ or know god because of hell or so just to escape hell but then if you go through because if you see in romans 8 it talks about how you become joint heads in christ jesus how you are adopted into the sonship of christ so there's so much benefit for you to not suffer pain so for you to overcome the world it's not just about escaping the agony of hell or being traumatized that oh i don't want to make i don't want to go to hell i don't want to go to hell but no there's there's the encompassing love that jesus has that god has for us to share there's the there's the benefit of being led by the spirit we're being tutored by the spirit we're being encouraged by the spirit there's so much more than oh it's just the agony of hell they're just speaking to me about hell and i don't want to be traumatized by hell no Mm -hmm. 
Jesus came that we will have life and life have it in abundance. And he said, which is for us, the apple buttons mm-hmm. that will prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. So I think it's very important for us to know that, yes, we want to, we might have those questions in here, but then the Holy Spirit is there. Like Oribi said, just ask him. Yeah. I need you. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm here right now. What yeah. do you want me? What What do you think? What direction should we go? Yes, just fresh ahead. Yeah. And the pandemic has distorted so much, so many things. But then I need to move on in life. I need to make impact. I need to yes. I need to make giant strides. But then I cannot do this on my own. We make plans as humans, but then I'm sure a lot of a lot of us made plans last year. But then, how many people were able to achieve their goals and plans because of the pandemic? But then you see that so many people still do that. Those that were richest still remain richest. Elon Musk was announced as the richest, current richest man in the world right now. And then you wonder, oh, what happened? There was a pandemic where people really driving cars in the lockdown. How were people? But then you think. These are people that they kept going on and moving on regardless. So there's so much the Holy Spirit can help. Like when Victoria was saying, the, the pandemic shook us, even though we said the pandemic shook us, mm-hmm. and they, but then yes. the Holy Spirit was there to help us still make impact in life, to ensure that yes. we were not stagnated, we, mm-hmm. our lives, our souls were not locked down. Because during this lockdown, I'm sure a lot of went into so many things, but yeah. then the Holy Spirit was there yes. so that we were not locked Thank down. Thank you so much. So that our lives that. were not locked and, down. And you know, we'll just round up here and just to encourage our listeners, you know, um, for those who are in Christ, there's life and life in abundance. And if you are interested to know more about this life, um, feel free to message us our Instagram and also on our platforms, our various podcast platforms, you know, and um, we'll be here to answer any of your questions, you know. Um, honestly, you know, sometimes we live in a life where just even living can be a living hell, you know, depression and all sorts of experience. And Christ is saying he has life to mm-hmm. offer. So... I challenge everyone, honestly, if you're a Christian, renew your life back, you know, yeah. get back in that vibe with God. And if you're not, you know, test it out. You never know what might work, um, you know, what might work for you. Jesus is life. And I just pray that you guys will be able to share this life that I and Choma and Victoria and all the many other people enjoy. God bless you guys. Until another episode, I'll see you guys. Peace.